It is for me anyways. Praise God. <laughs> Amen. You glad you come to church tonight? I hope so. Amen. I tell you, I do feel, do feel something on my heart for the service. So I, I guess uh, the Word of God will help you if you let it. Uh, that's, that's what I believe, if you'll let it. Amen. And uh, I hope tonight that it, uh, you're receptive and open. I really feel like God would like to help some folks in this place. I don't think, I really don't think that preaching is ever intended uh, not to help or not to change. I believe, I believe it's one avenue that God uses uh, that is a uh, positive, amen, way to help you. Amen. You can, the Bible speaks of the goodness and the severity of the Lord. And I believe preaching, no matter how cross it may feel, amen, or how um, difficult of a, it may sound, um, it, it's meant to help you in a positive way, amen? I always say if you hear, um, if you hear the message, then, then you're safe because God's still reaching for you. You're still reachable, amen? If you hear the sound, uh, you're okay. When I was, whenever I spent my time in Iraq in a war zone, um, they would always say, "Listen, if you if you hear the mortar round go off, you're okay. <laughs> it's when you don't hear it and you wake up in the hospital, or you, it's when you don't hear it. If you hear it, no matter how close it is, uh, you're probably going to be okay. Amen. Make sense tonight." Can you hear me? Is this on? Praise God. I, I want to help somebody. Hopefully you can hear me. Amen. If it's not, we can turn this thing up. Amen. But God wants to help you, I believe, tonight. Amen. In this service. Amen. I just, I just feel that. I just believe that. That is our hope. Amen. The preaching is your hope. Amen. And that's what I tell folks. I say, listen, and if God, if God no, matter what it, no matter how bad off you are, you think you might be, no matter how wrong you are when you walk in the door, if God, if the message touches you and is right at you, that's God's mercy. It's God's love and His mercy and His grace that He's talking to you. Amen. He's willing to reach out to you. There's still hope, amen, for you. Amen. And so when you hear the Word of God, don't take it for granted. Amen. Because God still is still counting you as there's hope. Amen. He loves you. Amen. And uh, He chastens and corrects those that he loves. Amen? Amen. I'm not here to beat nobody up. I'm just talking. Amen? Amen. Just kind of in general. If you hear the word of the Lord, that means uh, it, it's, it's, there's still hope for you in your life. Praise God. Amen. Well, with that, let's turn to the Bible. Not a bad place to start. Jeremiah chapter 23. Glad my daughter came with me tonight. My wife wasn't feeling that well. Typically, she doesn't go anywhere uh, without, or I don't go anywhere without her. Um, so, I know she wasn't feeling well, and um, so I'm glad Kenzie's with me. And I got I got one, I think, in my corner. Praise God, Amen. Jeremiah chapter 23. And we're going to read verse number 5 through verse number 8. Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch. 
And a king shall reign and prosper, and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. In his days Judah shall be saved, and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name whereby he shall be called, the Lord our righteousness. Amen. Sounds good to me. Hallelujah. Sounds like some promise and some hope to me. Verse 7, therefore, amen, therefore behold the days come, saith the Lord, that they shall no more say, the Lord liveth, which brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt, but the Lord liveth, which brought up and which led the seed of the house of Israel out of the north country, and from all countries whither I had driven them, and they shall dwell in their own land. Praise God. Jeremiah said, Behold, the day's going to come when they're not going to say anymore, look what God did for us in Egypt. The day's going to come when they're, they're going to look at what God did for them in Egypt, and it's going to be dwarfed by what God's going to do for them in the future. Hey, they're not going to think, hey, let me tell you what God did in Egypt. That's not the story they're going to tell anymore. Oh, I feel the Holy Ghost. Amen. But they're going to say, hey, let me tell you what God did for me lately. <laughs> let me tell you what God has done for me lately. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's lift up our hands unto the Lord. Let's thank Him tonight. Jesus, we love you. We magnify you, Lord. We thank you for what we feel. I pray you would help us for a little bit tonight. Help each of us tonight. Receive from you, Lord, what you have for us. Anoint my lips to preach what I am feeling in this service. God, I pray your will would be done tonight in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you tonight. Amen. I hope you feel what I feel. Amen. For the next little bit, I want to preach on I have a reason to sing. <laughs> Praise God. You have a reason to sing. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, come on, church. Oh, hope you're feeling what I'm feeling. Amen. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. You may not feel like singing right now, but you have a reason to sing. Oh, praise God. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Amen. I'm going to pull the reins before I get too far ahead of myself. You may be seated tonight. Amen. Praise God. I don't wear my jacket that often anymore. I'm too fat. Praise God. I have too many cookies. Friday night after the youth rally, I'm telling you, I thought I was pretty sneaky, Brother Nick. I thought, I, I, man, I thought, man, I got away with it. You know what happened? Saturday morning, my wife said, how many cookies did you have last night? <laughs> Couple. She said, I, I think at least 10. <laughs> Praise God. But that's another message for another day. Praise the Lord. <laughs> That's another marriage seminar. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I'm here to preach to us tonight just a little bit. Amen. The children of Israel, amen, they were, uh, they were in captivity. Praise God. They were in Babylonian 
captivity. Amen. They were taken captive um, by Babylon, not because Babylon was anything great, because God allowed Babylon to take them captive. Amen. You know, nothing ever happens to you without the hand of God. Amen. Upon it. And the reason God allowed Babylon, amen, to come and take Israel captive uh, was because they, uh, he was trying to, uh, you know what, exactly what I said just a minute ago. He cared enough about them to try to make sure they were saved. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. He allowed them into this situation because he was hoping to change their heart. Amen. He was hoping to, uh, to show them how good they really had it living for God. Amen. So, very well, you could be in a situation tonight. This was kind of a side note for any of you going through hell. Um, you very well may be in a situation tonight because God cares enough about you to allow you to feel some pain. Amen. To realize how good you have it or good you had it living for God in the church. Amen. Worshiping God every Sunday and every Tuesday and every Thursday. You have it better than you realize. Living for God. And this was Israel. They ended up basically in a condition where uh, we don't really need God. God warned them. <laughs> he warned them and said, listen, you're going to... He brought them out of Egypt by a mighty hand and an outstretched arm. Amen. And, and it's some wonderful things. And, and, and so he brought them through the wilderness and into the promised land. And uh, in doing so, he, he set them and he told them, he said, listen, I'm going to warn you. You're going to get into this land and you're going to forget me if you're not careful. He said, you're going uh, to, to have vineyards and you're going to have houses and you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna take on the niceties of of the land, and you're gonna you're gonna begin to think you don't need me anymore, and you're gonna begin to enjoy the pleasures of this life, and you're going to forget me. He warned them, Amen. And uh, today, God has warned us, Amen, Amen, that we are in the world, but we are not of the world, Amen. And so we've got to be careful. We've got to be careful, Amen. When we get so tied up, Amen, with the things of this life. Amen, that it distracts us from the heavenly things, amen, and the things of God. But he brought them, amen, into a land of promise and said, hey, uh, you're going to have to be careful because you're going to forget me. You're going to begin uh, to, to take on wealth and you're going to begin to prosper. And, uh, and so when they did, they began to uh, take on the attitudes of the neighboring countries. They began to want to assimilate with those around them, other countries that had foreign gods and, and worshipped uh, gods beyond, uh, besides Jehovah. Amen. And uh, they, they began to worship in idolatry and they, they took on the lifestyle of those around them as opposed to what God had taught them in the wilderness. And they ended up leaving and out of their land in a faraway land. Amen. Taken from Israel, taken from the land of promise into captivity many, many miles away. Amen. But Jeremiah, amen, in captivity, he speaks, amen, as we read in our text in Jeremiah 23, uh, he said, listen, the day's going to come. He didn't send them over there because he hated them. 
He didn't let them go into captivity because he despised them. He never intended to leave them in that situation and never intended to allow them to stay there. Amen. But God had a plan for them and God had a purpose for them. Amen. And he says, the days are going to come, saith the Lord, that I'm going to raise unto David a righteous branch. Amen. You may be in captivity. You may be in a land far from home. Amen. You may be so far from where you were uh, five years ago or ten years ago. Amen. You may, uh, I don't know what situation that you're in. Amen. But God spoke hope into their life and said, I'm going to raise unto David a righteous branch and a king shall reign and prosper. You know, they wanted a king. That was part of the problem. They wanted a king just like everybody else. Amen. God said, listen, you're, I'm not giving you a man, amen, to rule over you. He said, I, I am the king of kings. I am the Lord of lords. Amen. And God was just wanting to be the first thing in their life. And so God, speaking, says, I'm going to raise up a righteous king, a righteous branch, and a king shall reign and prosper and shall execute judgment and justice in the earth. And when this king comes, Judah shall be saved. Hallelujah. Israel shall dwell safely. Hey, listen, they're in Babylon. They're in a land far from home. They're, 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 they're longing for home. They're longing for Zion. Amen. They're missing the temple. They're missing their, their worship. They, they, they're remembering the days, amen, the, the feasts of Pentecost. They're remembering, amen, the feasts, amen, of celebration that they had. Amen. And, and, and their mind is so, they're in such a, a foreign land. Amen. But, but God, He said, listen, Israel shall dwell safely. And this is his name whereby he shall be called the Lord of righteousness. Amen. Even in a land of captivity, amen, God was still speaking hope into their situation. God was still speaking to them and said, hey, it's not going to end this way. It's not over just because you're here. It's not over just because you're in this situation. Amen. I don't care where your mind is even tonight. I don't care where you may feel you are spiritually tonight. Amen. I'm telling you, God has risen up a branch, a righteous branch. Amen. And He is calling, amen, unto you tonight. Even in your mindset of captivity. He's saying, hey, you're going to dwell safely. I'm going to take care of you. Amen. You're still on my mind. Amen. The Bible, I don't know if I put it in here, but in Jeremiah, he said, listen, I know the thoughts I have for you. They're thoughts of peace. He said, listen, I don't care where you feel you are. I know where you are. And I've got thoughts, positive thoughts. I've got good things. I've got glory. I've got joy in store for you. Amen. Somebody tonight, you're sitting on the pew. And in your mind, you're in captivity. Amen. It's been a long time. Amen. Since you felt the freedom of worship. Since you felt the freedom. Amen. To worship and to live for God. And the joy that you once had. Even tonight. I'm telling you, I know you are. I know somebody, if you will allow God to speak through. Amen. Your mindset tonight. 
if you will allow God to get through and pierce, amen, that mindset that you're a captive and you, you are just, you're, you're closed in and you're, and you're bound, amen, and you know that you are on the inside. On the outside, you're kind of doing okay, but on the inside, you're in Babylon, miles and miles away from home. Somebody knows what I'm talking about tonight. It's been a long time since you've cried a tear. Amen. In, in the house of God. It's been a long time since you've really felt the hope within you. Amen. It's been a long time. You look back and think, I remember when God saved me. And I, I remember there was a day when, I, when, when God brought me out. And I remember back in the day when God was there for me. I remember back when I come out of Egypt. Amen. But God tonight is saying, Behold, the day comes, saith the Lord, that you shall no more say, The Lord liveth which brought us, brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. But today, amen, I believe that the Lord is living. Amen, which brought up and which led the seed of the house of Israel out of the north country, out of Babylon. He's saying, listen, what I did for you out of Egypt is going to be nothing compared, amen, to what I'm going to do for you, amen, and getting you out of your captive mind, getting you out of your depression, and getting you out. I'm telling you what, you're not going to tell people how bad of a sinner you used to be. You're going to talk about the time you lived for God and it got rough and you had difficult days and I didn't think I could ever live for God again. I'd messed up and you were in captivity and you're going to tell people about the time. I'm telling you, I was in church. I felt so far, but God delivered me and brought me out of the north country and I had joy once again. It was greater than coming out of Egypt. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm fighting against some th stuff here tonight. Amen. I'm telling you, your flesh don't want to hear what I'm saying. The devil's lied to you too long. I'm telling you, what you used to be in the world and God's setting you free is nothing compared to what God's going to do for you in the church today. If you'll just let your mind accept God's deliverance. Oh, I'm telling you today. Amen. I'm just going to. I guess plow on through because God's wanting to reach somebody tonight. God's wanting to reach somebody in the church tonight. Amen. You've been saved out of the world. You've been saved from sin. Amen. But you've lived some time. Amen. In the north country of Babylon. Amen. You've lived a long time. Amen. In that north country. And you feel so far away from Jerusalem. Every day is a struggle, and you beat yourself up because I was saved. God, you saved me, but you're so cold and so distant. You're captive. You're held captive in your mind. Amen. But God, God is telling you tonight, He's wanting somebody to understand. Amen. The testimony that you've told all your life. About how God's brought you out of the bar room and how God's delivered you from drugs and how God has set you and, and saved your marriage and, and saved your family and all of those. Amen. What a testimony. It's going to pale 
It's going to pale in comparison, amen, to what God wants to do. You're not going to, I'm telling you, your, your testimony is going to change. People say, well, how'd you get out? Well, no, I, that's God can deliver anybody. But I'm telling you what, I was so far gone in my mind. I was so, I was so distant from God. I, I, I was living a lie in my own life. I was living a lie, I'm telling you, but God came in, amen, in one night, amen, and gave me a reason to sing. He gave me a new song deep into my soul once again. And I'm singing tonight a song I've never sung before. I'm singing a song. Amen. I'm going back. I'm going home. I'm going back to Jerusalem. Oh, come on, church. Let's worship the Lord. Come on. God wants to bring somebody home from the north land of Babylon tonight. Oh, let's worship. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Woo. Oh, hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. You have, you have a reason to sing tonight. Oh, hallelujah. You have a reason to sing Egypt. Amen. Today, the Jews still celebrate their deliverance from Egypt. It's called the Passover. I believe most of us know the story. Amen. Don't know how deep I want to get into the story. But of the ten plagues of Egypt where God uses Moses to deliver for from 400 years. I'm telling you, 400 years the people of God were in bondage. But God set them free. Brought a man of God. Brought a man of God into their life. Amen. It stood in the gap between them and Pharaoh. And there was a man of God that stood there and declared, you're going to let this one go. Hallelujah. And the tenth plague came. And God had commanded the children of Israel to kill a lamb. And to place the blood upon the doorpost. And upon the lintel of the door. And at the, uh, in the night, the angel of death was going to pass by. And look at every household. And whether there was blood applied or not. And if there was blood that was applied. Listen, I'm telling you. If tonight, if tonight, God came and said, listen. The death angel is going to stop by your house at midnight. And the only way. The only way you're going to be saved in your house is if you go and you'll kill a lamb and take that blood of that lamb and apply it to the doorposts of your home. And if I, if I come by, if the death angel stops by your house tonight at midnight and it sees the blood applied, it's going to pass on and it's going to go to your neighbor's house and to the one next door. Amen. I'm telling you tonight, there would be, there would be a rush on every uh, sheep farmer in a 200 mile radius of folks trying to find a lamb I've got to find a lamb I've got to find my family I don't want my family I don't want my family lost I've got to anybody does anybody have a lamb does anybody have something a lamb that I can kill is somebody it's getting close to midnight I've got to find something that will save my firstborn son 
it would be a mad dash. Amen. There would be folks on the phone calling. Did you find one? I haven't found one. Yeah, I think so. I think they have a couple. I, I know of a farmer down there. Well, tell them to hold it for me. I'll be right there. Listen, if God came tonight and said, if you don't get the blood applied. But I'm telling you tonight, there was a lamb that was slain from the foundation of this world. You don't have to go out hunting. Some farmer down the road... You don't have to go out hunting, amen, and trying to find somebody. Well, could, could I buy a lamb? Could I, could I offer you something for the lamb? Could I, could I do? I, I, I have a, a, my son at home and my child at home. My family's at home. And I've got, I've got to get the blood, amen. But what if, what if there was a lamb, amen, amen, come into this house tonight that said, listen, this is for everybody. And it laid down its life, Or you walked out of here, you could go get a basin of the blood and take it home and apply it to the doorpost of your home. What do you think you're doing here tonight? What do you think all this is about? What do you think Jesus Christ came for? What do you think coming to the house of God is for? What do you think walking in the doors of this church is for? Amen. It's so that you can take another dose, a basin of the blood of Jesus. You can come to the cross and get get your fill and make sure you go home and apply it. Amen. And apply it to your life. And pray it over your kids. And pray it over your marriage. And pray it over. Jesus Christ has come. I'm telling you, it's much greater much greater than the exodus out of Egypt. Amen, I'm telling you, your freedom and the cross and the blood of Jesus being applied to your life. Amen, repentance and baptism in Jesus' name, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen, I'm telling you, it's much greater than the exodus of the Jews out of Egypt. Yep, but you understand We celebrate a different kind of Passover. We celebrate Jesus dying, His blood being applied at baptism, in remission of sins. Hallelujah. Praise God. But you know what? Those Jews, every Passover, they still still celebrate Egypt. They still celebrate what God did back then. They still look back and say, oh, back when Moses, look what God did for me back then. Look what, Brother Jerry, look what God did for me back then. And that's all they have to hang on to. They don't have a temple to, nothing to resemble, but they just have a memory of what God did for them. Uh, not even so much for them, but they did for the, their ancestries. Oh, I have a history, and, and God was great to my family. And God did great things for me. I'm telling you, if you understood tonight, uh, amen, amen, God, even in your state, uh, 
in your mindset of captivity, in your distance from, uh, from Israel, your distance from Zion, even, even far away in your mind from Zion, God is saying, hey, I'm telling you tonight, what I did for you coming out of this world is going to be nothing compared to what I can do for you tonight. Nothing's going, I'm telling you, I raised up, amen, a deliverer greater than Moses. I've done something greater for you. I'm telling you, you got to tell somebody about what I've done for you this night. I'm going to, you're going to go tomorrow. You're going to, you're going to testify about it Tuesday night. What God did for me Sunday night. Oh, come on, somebody. Amen. You're staring at me like I'm just talking like a Baptist. God is in this house, and he wants to help somebody. Amen. This isn't just a sermon. God's reaching into into captivity. God's speaking in a foreign land, reaching for somebody and saying, I want to brought you out. I want to bring you out. Oh, come on, church. Oh, come on. Let God get into the recesses of your mind and your spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, come on. Oh, God, do something in this house. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Israel found themselves far from where God had taught them through the wilderness and that God it sent them in to Babylon. Babylon, again, if I'm wrong, pastor, correct me, but I think I didn't do, I didn't step it off. It says, I believe that Babylon was approximately 900 miles, give or take. 900 miles by foot from Zion Babylon. Babylon being approximately the area where Abram was called out of, if I'm correct, in same kind of part of the country. 900 miles is roughly the distance between here, Washington, D.C. D.C. is a little bit further, within 100 miles or so, trying to find a place that everyone knew. By foot, the Babylonians came and said, start walking. Imagine if Babylon came in, someone came into your home this evening and said, you don't live here anymore. Start walking. And day after day, it says that on the way back, Ezra and the, and the they had different aged people, older folks, and they said it took approximately four months to get back. I don't know how long it took them to get there, but four months to get back based on the timeline in the Bible. Imagine for four months, you and your children and everybody in the family, your wife, your, your husband, your children, for four, four months, day in and day out, every step was further away. From home. Every step was a grueling step of trying to, how do I explain to my kids why I've got to take them away from here? Daddy, why? 
why, Mom, Dad, why? Why we got to leave home? Well, it's really because Mom and Daddy forgot. We allowed ourselves, son, daughter, to forget where God brought us from. It's not God's fault. Son, daughter, we're not blaming God. It's not the church's fault. It's not the church's fault that I'm in captivity today. It's not Pastor Reagan's fault that you're in Babylon today. God said, listen, I'm going to warn you. If you can get comfortable in this land, you get prosperous and you start from when you came out, you're going to forget me. Son, daughter, we just forgot to put God first. And with every step, leading your family further and further away from Zion. I'm telling you tonight, God is trying to break through somebody's emotionally hardened heart. God is reaching for somebody who knows what I'm talking about and knows what it's like to have made those steps and is now far away from Zion. Oh, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost. I don't, I'm not, I'm just going to stay here for a minute because somebody, listen, I want you to understand something. If that is you tonight, if that is you tonight, God has a message for you. He said the day's going to come that you are not going to testify about what it was like coming in to the church as a new convert. He's not, you're not going to testify about how you shouted and ran the aisles and as a revelation of the oneness of God opened your mind. And there was, and you couldn't help but to feel that salvation just sweep over you. God's saying tonight, listen, what I want to do for you is going to dwarf that experience. Oh, hallelujah. Brother Merriman, I'm in Babylon. Brother Merriman, I'm in the north. I'm so far, I'm so far away from what you're even talking about. I understand, hey, isn't it God that's talking to you right now? Wasn't it God that was talking to the children of Israel in a foreign land? Hallelujah. I'm telling you, they didn't feel like singing. Amen. Psalms 137 and 1. It says, by the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down. Yea, we wept when we remembered Zion. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, you remember the glory. And you can remember the power, amen, of the Holy Ghost. You can remember, amen, services are full of the anointing and the glory of God. 
Amen. By the rivers of Babylon, the memory is still vivid. By the rivers of Babylon, the memories are still vivid. By the rivers of Babylon, amen, watching your children pray through the Holy Ghost. Amen. Having your experiences with God and in receiving the miracles from God. Even at the rivers of Babylon, we wept when we remembered Zion. And we hanged our harps upon the willows right where we were. For there they that carried us away captive required of us a song. And they that wasted us required of us mirth. Saying, sing us one of those songs of Zion now. Taunted by the enemy was messing with their mind. That's worse than making brick. That's worse than making brick, Pastor. Physically making brick in Egypt and all the, the, the uh, all of the, the, the stripes on the back and all the torment that they had as, as slaves in Egypt. I believe this is why. I believe this is why God said, listen, this is going to be greater because there is a captivity that takes place in your mind, much greater than a physical captivity ever could. It, 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 it's, it's more depressing. Depression is a greater captivity than alcoholism. Amen. In the world. Amen. When you can get into the church and you're facing, amen, situations. Because I'm telling you, you know you should be here. But you're there. And the devil every day torments your mind. Every day, the devil torments you in your, in your thought process. Amen. Every day, the devil says, hey, sing me a song. Why don't you dance a little jig like you used to? Why don't you pray some? Yeah, you can't, can you? Because you're backslidden and you're far from God. You're in a foreign land, aren't you? And every day, there's a torment in your mind. Amen. And you don't think you have a reason to sing. And you've just taken, just taken the harp. And you said, I can't sing anymore. I have no song to sing. What do I have to sing about? Devil, you're right. I've got nothing. I've got nothing to sing about. I'm a failure. I've got my, look at my family, they're all in Babylon. I I can't sing. Stop asking me to sing. Stop asking me to worship. I can't, I, I can't do it. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Hallelujah, I'm telling you. It's been weighing heavy here on my heart. Hallelujah. And this isn't a song, this isn't a, This isn't a message, amen, where we're going to leave some harps hanging on willow trees tonight. Hallelujah. I believe God is saying, hey, listen, uh, why don't you go back to that willow tree? Why don't you go back? Can you hear? Can you hear the music? I need somebody on the harp. Hey, we got a harpist in the house. (laughs) I need a. I need a worshiper here tonight. God's looking and saying, hey, come on, I know you're in the land of Zion. 
or in the land of Babylon. He says, but listen, the day's going to come. You're going to think you thought you knew what victory was. He said, listen, I'm getting some musicians together. I'm getting ready to sing us a song of rejoicing. I'm getting ready to give you a reason to sing. I'm telling you tonight, amen, everyone under the sound of my voice, you have a reason, amen, to sing. You have a reason, amen, to sing tonight. Amen. I'm telling you, I don't care where you find yourself. Amen. Amen. Brother Scott, you got a reason. You got a song to sing. Hallelujah. Sister Anna, you got a song to sing. You got a reason to sing. Hallelujah, Brother Dale. I'm telling you, I'm listening to me. You've got a reason to sing. You've got a song. God's telling you to get your harp off of the willow tree. Amen. Hallelujah. Because the days, amen, of, uh, of uh, we're heading home are right around the corner. The days, amen, making our way back to Zion are upon us. Amen. No longer. Amen. Amen. I tell you what, somebody ought to pick up the harp and look at that enemy and start playing the harp and say, hey, you know where I'm going, devil? You know where we're going? We're going back to Zion. We're going back Back to Zion. We're going back to joy. We're going back. I'm taking my family back to Zion. I'm going back to revival. Just follow me. I know we got off course, but I'm going back to Zion. I've got a song to sing. Somebody, tonight God has a song for you to sing. Oh, hallelujah. I think somebody, I think somebody's wanting to tonight. I feel like you're, I just, you're on the edge going, I, I believe you, but I don't know. I believe you, but I don't know. I'm not sure if I can do it. I'm not, I'm not, but I, I don't know, Sister Chloe. You got a song to sing. God's got a song for you to sing. Amen. Get the harp off the willow tree tonight amen amen the days amen of sin around the banks of babylon river amen i'm telling you pack your bags son pack your bags daughter pack your bags we're going home we're going back to Zion. We're going back to Zion. Oh hallelujah. I'm telling you God has a song for you. You have a reason to sing. You have a reason to rejoice. Oh, come on, somebody. Amen. Even now, the devil's talking in your ear, telling you, no, no, don't do it. Because you're going to be, you're going to go right back tomorrow. And you're really, I'm telling you what, once you leave Babylon, don't look back. Once you start singing that song, amen, this is the song that doesn't end. It goes on. I'm telling you, you get that song in your mind, amen, and start singing, amen. The weapons we use are not bombs and guns. Worship is the way the battle is won. This is the way we fight. Oh, yeah, I remember. I remember. I'm not fighting, amen, flesh and blood. I remember. I, I start worshiping. I start singing. I, I, man, I still, I feel something rising up in me oh hallelujah oh come on somebody come on somebody i'm not far from being done amen because god wants to get somebody an opportunity amen to sing tonight amen to sing a song amen you haven't sung in a long time oh hallelujah oh i'm telling you tonight oh hallelujah 
Oh, I'm just trying to encourage somebody. I'm telling you, you're not convinced yet. You're not convinced yet. Amen. But God has come tonight. God has come tonight in your land of captivity. Amen. Hallelujah. And He's trying to tell you, you have a song to sing. Amen. Only a song that you can sing. Hallelujah. It's only a song that you can sing. Amen. It's, a, it's words that only you know the words to. Come on. Come on. You know what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, there's going to be a testimony only you can tell. There's going to be a song that only you can sing. Oh, pastor, you don't even realize where I was. You have no idea how far I had gone. You don't even know how close I was to walking away. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, if you can hear my voice, whether you're in this building, amen, or you're in 10 buck two listening online, I'm telling you, you have a song to sing in a land of Babylon. Amen. I'm telling you, and what you remember coming into the church, it's going to be nothing compared to the song you sing after you begin your journey out of Babylon. Oh, come on, church. Let's stand tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Come on. Behold, the days shall come, saith the Lord, that they shall no more say, The Lord liveth, which brought up the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt. But the Lord liveth, which brought up and which led the seed of the house of Israel out of the north country and from all countries whither I had driven them, and they shall dwell in their own land. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. Why doesn't some musicians come?